1: lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics and now here's michael cargill good
0: day austin texas the live music capital of the world let's praise the lord and pass the ammunition all right so today we're gonna talk about the seguin high school graduate that shot and killed a texas tech Mm -hmm. police officer also is the NRA selling out gun owners? Well, we have on the show Dudley Brown, president for the National Association for Gun Rights. They don't compromise. So we're going to talk with Dudley about that. We're going to break down the Seguin High School police. Uh, well, he's a high school graduate. That's now a Texas Tech student uh, that shot a, a police jail officer. He's now, now. Yes, he is. And uh, so we're going to talk about that in a couple of other things on the show but first let me bring into the conversation Dudley Brown the president for National Association of Gun Rights Dudley welcome to come and talk it sir
2: well hello there Michael how you doing
0: outstanding sir how are you doing today
2: great beautiful day out here in Colorado which is where I live I try to avoid Washington DC as much as
0: possible Uh, but sometimes you can't avoid it uh, especially in these times and see I love the National Association for Gun Rights because you guys are no compromise you, you stand up for gun owners and you don't compromise. And that's what I'm having a problem dealing with right now is the NRA seems to be compromising when it comes to things like bump stocks. So what, what's going on with this? Uh, well,
2: I, I thought it was a pretty bold move to the left um, for the NRA. And, you know, the dirty little secret in Washington, D.C. is the NRA has been this way for decades. This is not something new. They didn't turn over a new leaf. Uh, it's just people are trying finally paying attention and frankly this was a very um, let's call it um, obvious sellout to gun owners you know I remind people that in 2013 after the Newtown Connecticut shooting uh, we had one of the biggest fights we've had in the United States Senate on guns and um, the NRA actively worked with uh, their people behind the scenes with the, the weak need Republicans on, on a compromised gun control uh, that was called Toomey Mansion. Uh, and then Harry Reid forced uh, a vote on what they called a motion to proceed. It was basically a procedural move to to start moving on amendments to Toomey Mansion, Bill. an NRA, um, back down, and essentially, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're not going to rate this, which is... Code word for politicians for go ahead and sell us out. So this is not something terribly new. I'm not sure how much you've talked about the the NRA letter to the ATF, uh, which came just a few days after the the uh, shooting, or three days after the shooting in in, uh, in Las Vegas this year.
0: <clears throat> yes, it, it's you know it was actually. Disappointing how the NRA came out and 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 basically they're just compromising. They said, "Hey, you know, let's take a look at this and maybe the ATF should go back and reevaluate." And I, I don't think that's right. You know, it's it's already been looked at. The ATF has said that there's no reason why we should ban this part or this way of shooting because that's basically what you're doing. You're actually talking about banning a way of shooting an, a rifle. So and you can do that by you know there are a couple ways you can do that. We, we talked about this last week. You can use a rubber band. You can use a belt. Uh, there are a lot of different ways of shooting, and that's what we're talking about, banning. So you're actually going to turn gun owners into criminals if you try to ban a certain way of shooting. Well, what the NRA
2: actually said was that they believe that the, these devices, when they, by those devices they mean bump stocks and, and slide fire stocks, uh, that were designed to allow semi automatic rifles function like fully automatic rifles, quotes, should be subject to additional regulations. There's only one additional regulation you can, you could have, and that is classify this, the bump stocks and slide fire stocks as machine gun conversion parts, and therefore they're NFA parts themselves, and therefore are illegal for anyone to manufacture. Because they would have to been been manufactured prior to 1986 mcclure Volcker. Um And um, not only that, um, they would immediately be contraband. So if you own one, if you happen to own a bump-fire stock, regardless of whether you've ever used it in the commission of a crime, which to my knowledge only one person has used it in the commission of a crime, uh, you, you would then be in possession of contraband and and subject to a 25-year felony.
0: And then people have to remember that the reason we have the bump fire stock is so that wounded veterans are able to actually shoot. You know, the guy said, hey, you know, we need to help out some of our veterans. They're coming back from doing the job that a lot of people are afraid to do or a lot of people could not do, given that ultimate sacrifice and possibly losing a limb or something like that. And they want to be able to fire a rifle. And so he designed the bump firestock, and that's how that came about. And so, you know, what do we what do we say to our veterans? I mean, they always get the the short end of the stick.
2: Well, I think in, uh, our in-house attorney brought this uh, point up immediately. Uh, he's probably the knows more about NFA weapons and the ATF regulations than anybody in the country, uh, including the ATF. Um, and his point was. A bump fire stock is just a stock. If you remove that stock, you no longer have a fu- a, a, an actual firearm because it's, it literally has no shoulder stock. It cannot function without the retention of some of the pins. Um, the takedown pin has a has a spring and detent in the back. And without going into all the details, you're essentially saying you can't fire it. And so. It's more than an accessory, and we've talked a lot about accessories on NAGR's website and, and YouTube channels and, and in email, uh, but it's really a, a primary component of a firearm, a semi-automatic firearm in an AR-15 style. Um, yes, uh, granted, it's it's a different style, a different piece of it than you would normally put in a firearm. Um, and But that's one of the reason, even under Obama's... ATF, uh, they didn't feel like they had the ability to uh, to regulate it as a as a controlled part like that. And so the odd part is, and I've heard stated many ways, um, in this case, Barack Obama's ATF was more pro-gun than the NRA. Mm. And that said, mm. that says a lot.
0: And, that's, and
2: I've heard a lot of discussions claiming that. The NRA is actually, you know, somehow making a smart move, and it's very clever. And and I would remind those people, it's really difficult to go to a sheriff and say, hey, that guy stole my ranch, Mm. when in fact, you gave him half the ranch. Mm. It's this term of, we call it, fashioning the chains that bind you, and you see it often in legislatures, especially state legislatures, uh, in the wake of the Lautenberg domestic abuse bans uh, that was ha- was passed by uh, Senator Frank Lautenberg in Congress, and then um, states went and, and mirrored those laws on the
0: state level all across the country. And the and and NRA you know, was actively supporting that. And Dudley, uh, people forget the fact that the NRA compromised, and that's how we got the Brady Bill. And that's why it was so bad because the NRA was weak and they compromised.
2: Yeah, actually, we and I—I I used to work for the U.S. Senate, so I—I I knew. Especially, it was a long time ago, granted. Um, but back when I first—I've uh, been a gun lobbyist now for almost twenty-five years, and uh, prior to that, I worked for the U.S. Senate, and um, so I was—I started out as a gun lobbyist right at the time of the Brady Bill fight. Um, when it was passed. And you should remember those people who were paying attention back then to gun issues, that even the NRA used the Brady bill itself as a question on their federal surveys. Said, would you vote to oppose the Brady bill? It was one of their litmus tests. Uh, After it passed, and and I'll tell you the story of how it passed, but after it did, um, they have never since once offered a bill to repeal it. They've never actually asked it anymore in their federal surveys. Uh, will you vote to repeal the Brady Act? And the reason is pretty obviously clear: they actually support it, um, and that that's borne out in how it was passed. We had the votes to, uh, uh, for to stop cloture in the U.S. Senate back then. Jesse Helms had placed a hold on on the Brady Act itself, um, and. What happened was uh, Wayne LaPierre uh, did a preemptive surrender. And that's what we're looking at right now is the NRA preemptive surrender on bump stocks. But it was a preemptive surrender, went into Bob Dole. And, of course, Bob Dole's great at compromise. And uh, they agreed, you know, we're going to get it someday. So might as well well be our righty. Mm. Again, very difficult to claim you oppose gun control when you pass the half-a-loaf. And it's that preemptive surrender is what always scares me we knew they would try it in uh, post Newtown Connecticut shooting Um, they just didn't do it very publicly in fact Alan Gottlieb if you recall was the one who came out and publicly endorsed Toomey Manchin Um, and and to anybody who says Michael this is kind of interesting people who say hey you can't have pro-gun groups saying bad thing about other pro-gun groups uh, I say this. Look, we have to have some way of hashing out our differences. Yes. Otherwise, the, the big guy is going to decide everything. And from NAGR, other people might be okay with that. At the National Association for Gun Rights, we're not okay with that. Um, the NRA can say, we'll, we'll protect a politician because when you voted wrong, when um, we say to them, sorry, we don't abide by that deal. If you vote wrong, if you do the wrong thing, if you vote against gun owners, we're going to hold you accountable. That should be true on both the federal level and, for that matter, on a state level. And I think you're seeing some of that in, in Texas, finally, um, which it's about time. Huh? But but the point is um, organizations should hold each, o- each other accountable. And in this case, uh, it's obviously a difference of opinion. Um, and i say look at who defends this um those people who defend this kind of sellout um you should probably not use them as a as a very prime source for strategy or frankly uh for any firearms issues because they can't be trusted um, they're more interested in currying favor with the with the larger organization than the NRA instead of standing firm on principle. And we just think that's a huge mistake.
0: Absolutely. And the one thing about the NAGR, the National Association for Gun Rights, um, and I'm going to take this from your website here, you know, with you guys are expanding uh, 4.5 million grassroots activists. You expanded that far. The National Association for Gun Rights has led the charge to halt the radical anti-gun agenda across the nation. They're accepting no compromise on the issue of gun control. NAGR works tirelessly to hold politicians accountable for their anti-gun views and has made great strides in protecting and preserving the Second Amendment. So, definitely well, check out NAGR, you know. Sure, go ahead, Delhi.
2: Hey Michael, that's a that's a, a more almost a generic statement and to be more specific, a lot of people say, "Hey, let's have some specifics." Um, we were talking about the fight in Newtown, Connecticut, after Newtown, Connecticut, and, and how that played out in the U.S. Senate. Um, all organizations that lobby the federal government are required to file filings with, that federal, with Congress um, showing how much you spent in lobbying. And um, for that fight, which, as I said earlier, was really the largest fight in, on gun control, and certainly since the Brady fight, maybe even bigger than that. Um, from 93 and 94, uh, that those filings showed that National Association for Gun Rights spent more money than all other gun groups combined lobbying Congress, and that includes the NRA. Now, obviously, we're not the size of the NRA. Um, you know, they have a little 150 years head start. And, and then once in a while, we're on the same side and we're happy when we are. Um, but that's not that often, especially on a federal level. Um, some of that was born through Harry Reid, if you'll recall, the NRA protected him in 2010 when he had the only real fight for reelection. Right. Uh, And they came out and publicly supported him, put him in their magazine, said great things about him, called a a champion to the Second Amendment. But, um, and of course, we wanted to get rid of Harry Reid. And what did Harry Reid have to do when Newtown, Connecticut happened? Um, Harry Reid was one of the main proponents of gun control in the U.S. Senate. So, and that, that breeds for some problems if if you're going to force votes, especially recorded votes in, in Congress, and, and draw a line in the sand. It's tough when one of your heroes is on the other side. It's tough to call him pro-gun. And so they tried very hard to, to avoid those votes. And I think they're trying to avoid those votes here on this on this, uh, bump stock issue. I think the, uh, there's some great commentary about this issue by the house second amendment caucus chairman congressman thomas massey from kentucky uh and he called the nra letter to the atf a disaster Mm. um and and his point was this is now you've the next step is semi-automatics if you've agreed that the rate of fire is what makes a gun evil increasing the rate of fire makes a gun evil by definition, then a semi-automatic is uh, is, is evil as well. And so we're going to end up there. And I agree. I, I think we're heading down that road. Um, you know, Senator Feinstein and, and Congresswoman Pelosi knew that they couldn't go for one big bite. It wouldn't work like they tried after the Hook shooting. And so instead, they figure a bump stock regulation or ban would be a great first step. And then once they get it to the floor, then it's uh, amendment after amendment after amendment.
0: i tell you what, Dudley, I'm glad that the National Association for Gun Rights is there because we don't need to compromise at all. Uh, We need to make sure that we get the suppressors removed from the um, NFA list. And also we need to get concealed carry reciprocity. There's so many things that we need to get done, and we don't need to take a step back now. And I definitely don't want to do it now when we have b- control of both the House and the Senate.
2: Well, I would urge some caution on the national reciprocity issue. Um, I believe putting the federal government in charge of concealed carry. And once once you uh, cast a federal law to force states to accept it, you are putting them in the driver's seat. And it won't be long before they start requiring um, – they put more stringent requirements. But let me give you a great example. In, in Colorado, uh, where we played a pretty big role in passing the concealed carry law here, not quite everything we wanted. We wanted constitutional carry, but, but, um, but this, this concealed carry law, we made sure it was issued, permits were issued by sheriffs. The reason we didn't want it issued by the state was we don't want all those, the one single list as a,
0: as a source all right hold that hold that thought Dudley. we're going to take a quick commercial yeah. break here and we'll come back to that because so i want to talk to you about the uh, the national concealed carry reciprocity act uh, we're talking with the president for the national association for gun rights the no compromise gun fighting organization in the u.s and that's president dudley brown and he's laying it all out for us this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and Talkin'. This is Doug Man
3: Jones.
0: <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
1: Sound off on the news of the day with the talk poll. Online at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. And we're talking
0: with the National Association for Gun Rights President, Dudley Brown, and he's laying out to us a lot of stuff here. We're talking about what's going on in D.C. We're talking about bump stocks. We're also talking about the concealed carry reciprocity. Now, I like the concealed carry reciprocity bill, so how, Dudley, why don't you like it?
2: Well, and and to get back to the point, <clears throat> um, once you have a state-issued permit, you have you you can now re- require uh, a one single list in the state and I'd much rather have those uh, those lists spread out by by county um, so your county sheriff has it it's much more difficult to be compiled and but uh, you know there's some negatives to that you don't you might not have reciprocity with some states the state of Virginia uh, does not grant reciprocity to states which which uh, which have, um, county issue they're not, state but if we issued.
0: if we do the consular reciprocity, then they would have to recognize it, just like they recognize your driver's license. Uh, uh, correct. The
2: problem is um, we're not going to always have a Republican president. I know that to some people that uh, really have a short memory, right. and it wasn't that long ago that we had Eric Holder, or that you keep going back, you can go to uh, Janet Reno. As our attorney general, do you really want that kind of uh, Department of Justice having any say in your concealed carry permits or where you carry? And of course, uh, Michael, uh, we don't think that concealed carry permits are the penultimate way to for self defense. That's why we work on constitutional carry all around the country. Um, So we're not a big fan of the of the of this federalizing of of concealed carry. Now, I know for many people who, let's say, live in Illinois or California New York, that's a tough thing to swallow. Um, but for somebody in Texas, um, you have pretty broad reciprocity as it sits. Then what do you want to do? Give it to the federal government uh, to make some of those decisions. And our worry is that at some point then they're going to say, okay, well, let's let's bump up the requirements of every state. Uh, much like they've done with with uh, ids i think mean, a lot of people say oh don't worry about that we won't have to worry about concealed handgun permits because uh, those permits are issued on by the state and we're just forcing them to accept them." what you don't think uh the ids are, are being driven by the federal government now that we've allowed them to stick their nose in in fact um i i believe it's at the end of this month that that there are five states you'll have to actually show a passport when flying in between states in the country. Um, okay. If you have an ID from, I believe, one, Wisconsin is one of them, um, you'll actually have to use a passport, not your driver's license, as an ID. And this is that drive to, to standardize uh, an ID. It's also one of the reasons we're very opposed to the Real ID Act in Congress. And that that drive to standardize it will not stop at
0: just a driver's license. It's going to end up on concealed handgun permits and requirements. Don't like that at all. Okay, so you're saying you know we shouldn't federalize it. So we shouldn't give the the federal government that authority because you know down the road, you know, right now it's there's a Republican president. Then you know we could also have a Democratic president, and the House and the Senate can also flip, and things could change a little bit.
2: It could. Um, you know, and there's there's some real issues even with Republican presidents. You uh, know, I don't have to remind most gun owners that George W. Bush was not a terribly pro-gun uh, president. In fact, uh, he was in favor of both the Brady Act and the Assault Weapons Ban, and um, and he's he's the one who federalized TSA um, and and made quite a few Homeland Security created the Department uh, of Homeland Security and made some let's call it very. Um, Anti freedom, anti liberty uh, moves, in, in, in with his administration. And um, if you recall, last summer, a year and a half ago, um, right after the Orlando nightclub shooting, there was quite a tussle about the no fly, no buy list. Mm. And again, we're back. We're going to be back in that discussion in Congress, uh, maybe in 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 January, on no fly, no buy. And I, I worry that this administration may take will take the wrong position, like uh, candidate Trump did last year. Um, and re- if you'll recall, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan uh, caved in to the to the, the sit-ins on the House floor and agreed that we should pass a no fly, no buy. If you can't, their claim was if you can't, if you're a terrorist, you can't buy a gun. Because, of course, you can't fly in an airplane, therefore, use that same list. Well, that's a list that it's almost impossible to get off of.
0: Yeah, we don't like lists. We definitely don't want to get on lists.
2: Yeah, it's it's very difficult to even know you're on the list. In fact, uh, Senator Ted Kennedy was on uh, that list, and arguably one of the most powerful senators in U.S. history. And it took him three weeks to get off. Now, if it takes him three weeks to get off... It, what does it take to, uh, for the local car mechanic to get off? Right. Um, I might also add that when people use the term terrorist, remember in in the broadest sense of the word, um, they're including domestic terrorists, and and those include people like Tea Party activists under Barack Obama's administration. It could mean almost anything, including radical gun nuts like Michael Cargill. What? certainly does it brown yeah, yeah.
4: does it include um, yeah. white terrorists
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
3: um as
4: long as we make sure we start identifying the white terrorists that are running around traumatizing people and killing people in casinos and concert uh, venues and universities
2: that's right well it, i mean it sure looked to me like the las vegas shooter um was practicing an act of terrorism he certainly wasn't He
4: absolutely what was we in the know. city of he, Las Vegas He was
2: not he was not there to kill um people because they were country music fans or or the or the singer him any of the singers themselves right. at least as far as we know He was know.
4: terrorizing the crowd
2: Yeah and and that certainly was his intention but um I I'm I'm like everybody else I'm anxious to know if we'll we'll actually ever learn of of his motives but uh, but concerns me greatly that that was uh, the case and whenever they can label and say oh it's an act of domestic terrorism well it, they could label a great number of people to uh, fit that bill so from an organizational standpoint you know national association of gun rights concentrates very carefully on gun issues but but the weapon we use to defend our rights our gun rights One of them is the First Amendment, so we're very involved in First Amendment issues, um, because once you shut down gun owners' ability to speak, um, that that destroys our voice in Congress and state legislatures with any elected officials. That's the one thing they really worry about is we have broad and very passionate
0: numbers. All right. So Dudley, what would you like for people? Because we got a lot of people listening from like West Texas. They'll be listening to this later on tonight uh, from West Texas uh, with the Concealer Carry uh, online uh, Facebook page and some other places. So what do you want them to know about the National Association for Gun Rights as far as dealing with this situation here with defending us, when it comes to bump stocks and, and other things.
2: Well, I'm I wanna tell you your listeners that first of all I'm a I'm a hunter. Um I come in Tech down to South Texas to shoot hogs every year. Really enjoy that. Um I I hunt in Colorado, i big game, I hunt upland game birds. Uh I'm a long range rifle shooter. I shoot competitive handgun. Uh I, I'm not very good at it, but I like three gun uh matches and and the truth is, I love shooting. But shooting a gun, buying new equipment, doesn't save your gun rights. Mm. Uh, and, and and uh, yes, that practice is great. We all ought to do that. But that doesn't translate to, hey, this is what advances my, my gun rights. And I think, first of all, you've got to have some trusted sources. Obviously, your radio show here, um, we think you've got to have a trusted source for what happens in Congress, so you can get a no-BS look at what happens in, in with politicians. And we're not going to lie to you about politicians when they do the wrong thing, even guys that we necessarily like more than others. We're going to be straightforward and honest, and uh, um, whether that's the president or, or a U.S. senator or uh, anywhere down in your state legislature, um, you want people who will give you a no-BS answer um to your question. Is, is this guy really defending my gun rights? Um, and I think uh, uh, many people are learning, maybe uh, for the first time, that, that the NRA isn't that organization.
0: Uh, Did you say the NRA is
4: trusted.
0: a bad organization? So they're not necessarily bad. Whoa. They're just not what? as strong as they need to be. Nowhere near as strong they need to be.
2: Well, uh, you know, if you, if you listen to that discussion of the Brady Act, I many people suggested that it could be called the LaPierre Act, not the Brady Act,
3: Um,
2: because it was them who passed. In fact, in my 25 years of of lobbying, I think I've lobbied in 30 or 31 states in Congress, and um, uh, especially on the constitutional carry issue, it used to be that um, every state, the NRA, was opposed to constitutional carry. That has changed. On a state level, they're starting to back off and either support it or at least not oppose it. Um, but uh, look at the nra rated politicians, the politicians with the best ratings. And they're usually some of the worst people to cut deals. Joe Manchin's a great example. Here's a U.S. senator from West Virginia in a, in a state that's uh, heavily Democrat but votes staunchly conservative now. And um, when it, especially when they're given the chance, uh, but um, the NRA gave him in in his last race, uh, gave him a ratings and Joe Manchin's one of the guys after Sandy Hook, who was trying to cut the deals with Pat Toomey in the U S Senate to, uh, um, to come up with all kinds of restrictions sorry, on I'm firearms, a bit. Uh, not just mental health restrictions, but, um, uh, restrictions on magazine capacity and possibly even a semi-auto ban. He never. Uh, and Joe Manchin was was kind of the the, the quotes pro gun Democrat along with Harry Reid. Um, so those are some good examples. I don't believe you can trust an organization that says that. Mm. Now, can you trust mm. them with you know with with some training certification or range certification? Yeah, but that's a different story. We're talking about trusting them
0: with. Um, Defend- defending defending gun owners. PC. You're talking. So to- you're
4: saying that maybe the, the NRA is no longer capable of actually defending gun owners.
0: Well, I've
2: been saying it for more than twenty for twenty five
4: years. Twenty four years. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah.
2: Um, and and I can give case after case in states in which. Uh, so what? So what should people
4: do about the NRA? Should people jump well, ship?
2: Well, I don't believe you can fix the NRA. Right. Um, the NRA is run by Wayne LaPierre and a group called Mercury Group, and um, and the board of directors doesn't do doesn't really have any control. Mm. I've heard a lot of people after this letter talk about, oh well, you know Pete Brownell's a good guy and on the uh, on the NRA board, and, and therefore well, for,
4: the regu- for the new people who are just starting out, not people who've been around for twenty five years. So you're yeah, saying yeah. you're saying don't even look at the NRA.
0: Oh, I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, if, uh, I'm, just, look, I'm just. I just want to clarify because the millennials, you know, what basically I think what she's asking is, what's your message to the millennials, so the, new, the young, to the, the young people, 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 the new people,
4: the babies?
0: Well, I've often said if you if you yeah, to, to
2: people who have asked about joining the National Association for Gun Rights, I've said, said multiple times, um, the don't go out and renew your NRA membership at the same time.
0: Wow, your money's flying in the Let's just go there. Let's go there. Burn your NRA membership card and go Let, ahead and join like the National Association for Gun Rights.
4: Burn it like so, a bra.
2: Well, and and I will say, there's a great group called Gun of America. We rarely disagree with Do them. Do you have to people.
4: be a member of a group? Because I've never joined any group, so I'm just curious. Why is why is there this this allegiance? Well,
2: well, I don't think you should have an allegiance necessarily to a group. You have an allegiance to uh, some principles and some strategy, and you should agree with them on both. And you got to have a trusted source because if you don't, um, you know you'll get an email from someone and and uh, you don't know whether you can trust them or not. Um, I think you got to develop it. Look, I, I will admit I'm I'm very staunchly anti-tax, but I can't possibly follow every single issue in a legislature, even though even though I I definitely do it um in my own state quite a bit uh i have to have trusted sources for other issues i tell you what Um, you know i don't trust water issues is a great example um you know in colorado water is life same with texas right um and so water rights are pretty big and important i have a couple of friends who know far more than i'll ever know about water rights and so i use them as my resource well on on Second Amendment issues, if you really care about those, you got to be a part of something. Mm. Um, and lone wolfing it in politics is a sure recipe for being disgruntled and um, and angry. And frankly, the guy the guy who never
0: gets anything done
4: or girl. But that's-
0: I tell you, God, you what, he, thank you, Dudley. I, that and ladies and gentlemen, that's Dudley Brown. He's the president for the National Association for Gun Rights. Uh, they are a no compromise organization. And I, I tell you, Dully, I want to thank you for coming on. You always lay it out for us. Um, and, you know, we we need to do something. We got to do it now because next she- we're going to have midterm elections coming up mm. real soon here. And if mm. we don't do something now, the tide's going to change and we're going to lose some stride. Well, well, be
2: be assured that. We're not gonna let anybody forget about any of these sellouts, whether it's from the NRA or politicians who've now come out in favor of banning the an accessory or component just because the media is screaming and yelling about it. Um we're gonna tell everybody the honest truth about those politicians. So uh stay tuned. Join our, our organization, if nothing else, uh but our our Facebook page and uh track what we do and a lot of stuff we give out we give out for free. You don't have to actually donate to the organization to be a part of what we do so
0: we're looking for activists awesome thank you Dudley brown that's the president for the national association for gun rights no compromise folks thanks Dudley.
2: thank you appreciate it michael
0: all right and we're, when we come back we're going to talk about the seguin high school graduate that shot and killed a texas tech police officer this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk
3: This is Mox Ture. You're listening to
2: Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill.
1: Catch up on the latest headlines anytime at talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're
0: talking about the Seguin High School graduate uh, that shot and killed a Texas Tech police officer, and, and I think he's a. Uh, he, it's got to be a product of bad parenting. What do you say?
4: What? You know, why do you look at me like that?
0: Because you're a parent.
4: I am a parent and a parent of a teenager, and um, and I was. Because when your child
0: does something wrong, one. we're gonna turn around and say, mm-hmm. That's because his mother.
4: What? I wish somebody would. Now, the first thing I have to say is, as a, as a parent, you don't know every single thing that your teenager does. Okay, and just to be very clear, my teenage son is mothers in the room.
0: always know.
4: Mothers always know. We get mothers know. We have we have a strong clue, and we will find out. Mothers know. We know. And, I'm, and, and, and even so, in
0: this story, we know that his mother knew something was. Up. She knew something.
4: She knew something was up because she she had a mental health. Uh, check. Well, call. Well okay, talked. Let's.
0: well, let's hear the story. Uh, Zach, so let, let's start the story. Where, where, yeah, where, I, did, where did this all start from? I actually graduated from Texas Tech. So. You did? Yeah. You went to they, they college don't your major. Us, They don't teach modeling. us what, uh,
5: what this oh, you, kid you, did there. What was your
0: major at Texas Tech?
5: <laughs> I majored in psychology. What? Really? Yes. I, I thought it was music. modeling.
0: <laughs> music. Were you in the band? <laughs> I was. What instrument did you play? Not besides at Texas Tech. Besides the flute. flute? <laughs> I played the guitar. <laughs> you played the guitar? What? It wasn't uh I didn't know you went to Texas band. Tech. I did. I called BS. What year did you graduate Texas Tech? <laughs> Can we just <laughs> stay on topic? I know we're trying in to wake up.
4: No, but... hold on. In
0: 2007 because I was there at Texas oh, Tech and I taught God. some classes out there. I don't recall seeing you. I didn't see you. I would have remembered you. you. Oh yeah, the yeah, you remember the black guy in the red shirt. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well
0: Okay, all right. So so go ahead. Tell us about your alma mater. <laughs> <laughs>
5: So uh, this young man from Seguin. Oh, he's a man now. uh, Young boy.
4: He wasn't even 21. He was 19. He he has a
5: mustache. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So this boy from Seguin, his name is Hollis Reed Daniels. He's 19. 19. Yeah, we can go back a little bit to uh, the beginning of this tale, when he was arrested for possession of marijuana. Ooh. Not that
0: marijuana is really, really? even yeah, that that's bad. not a bad thing. So, was it like, was it just a little small possession? Was it a brick? Um, just, just possession of marijuana. Didn't say how much.
4: Yeah, yeah. It possession. Not, was wasn't felony. He wasn't dealing.
0: evidence of intent to sell. Oh.
4: oh. Just
5: possession, probably <laughs> under two ounces. The, I, I would mean, guess. we need to
0: know. Was he dealing? He's just like, hey. He uh, could
5: have been. This could have been how, uh, how he started as this drug kingpin. Okay. No peels involved. <laughs> No, possession of marijuana. Just no, no. Subscription all the report ads. said.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: All right. Go ahead. So fast no, no, forward. to- I don't to, see anything wrong yet. Yeah. Fast Nothing forward big, to yeah. a few days ago. Um, basically, police got a um, call about a stolen firearm, mm. a forty-five caliber.
0: Okay. Now I'm pre up. Perking up a little bit here. Stolen yeah. gun.
5: Stolen gun. And who stole the gun? They don't know. They
0: just got a report and they what had got a was, description lo- of a car. So who they think stole the gun?
5: Well, they just got a description of the car and, hey, they see this car that matches that description.
4: The car did not steal the gun.
0: Well, all they had was the description of the car. What? They have a description of the person that stole the gun?
4: How do how do you get a description of a car and not...
0: Description of a person.
4: Okay, go ahead. Go all ahead. right, All
5: right. Yeah, so they see this car that... They have the uh, description of. They okay. pull the car over, and Daniels is driving. Didn't they shot him. No, not yet. First, they pull him over, uh, and okay. they want to search his car, but he says, no. Oh, then they shot him. What? Didn't they shot him. He
4: said no. Because he no, said no. No. How no. dare he? What? How did well, you he do you do that? that?
0: What are the twin powers of these? I don't understand this. I've never experienced this before in my Form life. Form
4: of white boy. <laughs>
0: I didn't say oh, that. You got to learn
5: your constitutional rights then.
3: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, right. Go ahead. All right. So, so they, what happened?
5: the police try and get a drug dog they to get probable cause to search the car. Okay. Maybe if there was a uh, smell of drugs in the car, then they could search it. But no drug dogs were available.
0: What? What? Where, where was this? Hol- what part of Texas Hol- is Hol- this? Lubbock, Hol- you
5: guys going to have drug dogs out there in Lubbock? <laughs>
4: Hold on.
5: Wow. Maybe there was one for the whole city. Uh, I don't know. They
4: have a Man. dog pound in Lubbock.
5: I'll be Go ahead. All right. Something's not right. So then they shot him. <laughs> nope, not yet. At what point okay. did they
4: shoot at him?
5: They tried a few other avenues to How many get that avenues search warrant for his get? car.
0: Oh, so they got should they get the they search tried. warrant. They no, no, they
5: tried. They tried other avenues. Okay. Um, but it ended up; it would have been unconstitutional
0: for them to search the car. So, Unco- what is this unconstitutional I'm thing? Confused. I know
5: this thing we
0: have because usually I get snatched out of my vehicle and they just go through it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is cr- i never heard of this stuff before. Go ahead. Yeah, you this don't have to let them actually. You what? don't. You don't. You know what?
4: Jay Z said that in a song. Did he say that? He sure did. What did he say? You're going to need a warrant for that.
0: What?
5: Yep. Uh-huh. I never yeah. heard this before in my life. Okay. He did. They need warrants unless you let them
0: search the car, then they don't need a warrant.
4: But what if? Wow. You're not white? So you mean
0: you tell me when I get dragged out the vehicle and, and 10 guns pointed at me, that's not constitutional?
5: <laughs> that uh, <laughs> depends. Depends. Okay. depends on what you did before that. Well, uh, okay, yeah. go ahead. You, you look got? shady. Then what happened? So they let him go.
0: I didn't take a drink on this one. Uh
5: huh. On his merry way he went. Let him
4: I'm confused. Wait, he got a ticket, right? He got a ticket. He didn't even get a ticket. No ticket. They just pulled him over because it was the the description. He said there was no dogs, no dogs available. Yeah, no
5: dogs Dogs available. No ticket. No Hmm. ticket, no dogs, no gun, no drugs. What just because they couldn't search the car, maybe? I'm really confused. I'm I'm so confused. Okay, go ahead.
4: They couldn't fake smell it. Then what
5: happened? So he drove off and uh later How much later? Later that evening, I believe it was,
0: uh, his day. mother was Uh-oh. worried about him. Mothers always know. What we did know. I tell you? We they know. Mothers always know. Do
4: you think she got a tip from somebody?
0: Mothers know when something's wrong. They can tell. They can. They call you on the telephone. Yep. Ring, ring. Hello. I can tell What's when my son you?
4: texts me when he has an attitude. From something's a text. wrong. Mothers know. We know.
0: But go ahead.
5: Yeah, So the owner of the gun said that this. Boy made some kind of terroristic threat mm. toward him. Uh oh.
0: So, so then they shot
5: him. <laughs> not yet. Nope. What? Okay. Did He's they still alive him? at this Did point. Did they in this him? story.
4: Pepper spray. Terroristic taze?
5: threats. All right. Go ahead. Nothing. No. no. And so, uh, police do a welfare check at his place. I don't know if it was. Right, so we got mother's
0: concern and calling, and then and got mother. terroristic threats. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: So they go do a welfare check. Um, he wasn't at the. The residents at the time. Okay. Police go in. They see drugs, drug paraphernalia. Oh. Ooh. And reports are unclear on how they um, apprehended him, but they ended up getting him into custody. I say that with uh, air quotes. Because then they shot him. Not yet. 20 bullets? Then they took him to the police station. And then they pistol whipped him and shot him.
4: They broke his nose.
5: (laughs) Now, then they, Choked more him air quotes, they searched him, in air quotes. Punched him in the stomach a couple of times. Broke his spine. I'm not sure if they did any, any of that. Black
0: eye? Mm.
5: No? Headlock. Nutshot.
4: No. <laughs> you yet. can't say that on the air. Okay, girls,
5: they, they, they might have uh, groped him in the process of searching him. Okay, so they searched him. So did they use their hands? Wait a minute. Why are you saying air quotes search? Because. They ended up not finding this 45 caliber pistol.
0: Whoa!
5: It was on a him skinny little 19 year old had
0: now a 45 pistol,
5: and he was he searched. Maybe they just thought he was
0: happy to see them.
4: He searched with his eyes. Man,
5: maybe it was a visual search. I'm not
0: sure. I can't even have a little. What do you call those little sheets? Of, those little sheets of paper that you rolled, you know, the joint into. What is that called? Roll, roll paper. Roll paper? I can't even have a one sheet of roll paper on me without, you know. Okay. I, but, you can't even have a sheet of toilet and paper on smoke. you. And you
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't even smoke. Okay, but go ahead. Anyway. So he's in the interrogation room with okay. the police officer. There are two of them. One of them leaves. He walks out what? the door. And then he hears a bang. No. So he's like, what is going so on? They shot then him. they came in and bl- put 20 rounds in him. Well, he was gone by then. He had oh. already killed the police officer, shot him in the head. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Yes, and there was a spent .45 caliber shell casing near the body. Mm. And then he's gone. At was this it point. the officer's gun? It was not the officer's gun. The officer still had his gun on him. In the holster? So, in the holster.
4: So when we talk about mm. the 7-foot rule, the 12-foot rule, the 21-foot rule, so this officer had no idea this kid was about to shoot him because he assumed he had been searched.
0: Hmm. at Maybe some point
4: throughout the day. So we we don't know that story.
0: Wasn't uh, the same officer that interviewed him also the officer that arrested him? Interviewed him? Yes, the one that was at the that was processing him was at the same officer that arrested him. Uh, couldn't tell you. Because that changed not a
4: lot, you know, to be honest, I'm just there's not, not a that's lot of information right out, and yeah. it's been like, a, I mean, it's been what, a week?
0: Okay, all right, yeah. but go ahead. All right, go ahead. So then? So he
5: shoots this police officer, steals his body camera, and runs off. Okay. And so there's Wait, a he citywide he manhunt. The, the, the body camera. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Okay. So right. he runs off. Uh, manhunt for this kid. Greg Abbott even
4: hunt. calls
5: state police
4: Wait.
0: into the search.
4: How did Greg Abbott get involved?
0: Oh, I know they're gonna shoot him now.
4: They've got to shoot him if Greg Abbott made twenty rounds. a personal phone call. <laughs>
0: We come back from the break. We got, He's going to tell us if, because I, I don't know. I, I need to know this if he got shot or not. I just don't know. So we'll find out about that when we come back on the other side of the break here. We're talking about the, the Texas Tech University student that shot and killed a police officer in Lubbock, Texas. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
2: This is on the Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
1: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. We're
0: talking about, we're actually breaking down what happened in Texas, at Texas Tech there in Lubbock with the... Officer shooting, officer involved shooting. Um, And Zach is actually laying all this stuff out for us because I'm actually a little confused on a couple different things. You know, I'm confused on the fact that, you know, how this guy get into the police department and was not searched if he had a 45 caliber on him. Got a problem with that. Um, And then he also took the officer's dash cam.
4: Body cam.
0: Body cam, sorry. Mm -hmm. Body cam. So nah, that's that's whoa. pretty,
4: that's pretty intense. I mean, that's that's bold. I wouldn't even, I mean, that's, I wouldn't make that statement saying that that was premeditated because you have to stare and know and how to know how to disarm and how, where to grab and do all that. Like
0: you got to plan it out. You, you didn't have processed to that, disarm right. him. He just shot him.
4: No, I mean, I'm just, no, I mean, to, to he's, detach he's the a, body yeah. camera because it's wired in. You just, you just in grab and, it
5: and you just pull it. That's
4: what I'm, I'm saying. Sure. But like to think that. And to after take it for, shot, after you shot He doesn't shot sound him. like there's a real blood, smart one. There's blood everywhere. And you've now, this is not just a, a murder. It's a murder of a police officer in a police station mm. on college campus Ooh. over some weed. He
5: doesn't sound super intelligent. You know,
4: I te- actually think that hey. is intelligence. But yeah. it's also like you just, th- you really don't think you're going to get caught.
0: I can't comprehend it. I'm just. It's that. I'm just like, okay, so. All I need you, all I need you to do is get to the next. What happened next? Because I'm, I'm waiting for the part where they shot him.
4: You might as well, don't <laughs> hold your breath. That's okay, what I just. So, I, or did I they gotta, bring out
0: the net gun? Yeah, I need to. I need to know what happened.
5: So he shot the officer in the head, grabbed his body cam, ripped it off, ran away. And they and were firing rounds at him while he was running away. They were away.
4: chasing him, right? This the is the campus, like, campus police
5: department. I put the more air quotes around campus police department. Why do you say that? You say that
0: like you have <laughs> some experience with the Texas Tech University <laughs> Police Department.
5: Yes, I have. Uh,
0: I've been around it. What, really? Say. What have you done around the Texas Tech <laughs> Police Department?
5: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, okay. it has got some out. relief, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Okay. All right, go ahead. So then what happened? Because I need to get so to the shooting part. Um, SWAT
5: team was called out. SWAT.
4: So yeah. they have a SWAT team. They
5: lock down campus. They don't.
0: Uh, they don't have, they drug don't have drug dogs. dogs. No drug dogs, but they got a SWAT team. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. College
4: town without drug dogs.
0: Wow. Hmm. note. No, no. I, I got all this down. Go ahead. Go
4: ahead.
5: So they end up finding him around the stadium. It's called, uh, I think, AT and T Stadium. Now they've changed the name a few okay. times, but anyway, they find him. And they then tackled, they sh- and then they shot him.
3: No, they, they, they didn't
5: shoot him. They tackled him. They, what is tackled? What?
4: Did they taste? You Excuse mean tase? me, Did so someone Google tackle?
0: It was right by
5: the ta-
4: football stadium. So tackled. Maybe, field
0: goal, tackled. Uh, maybe they thought he was going they for tased uh, him. Yeah, no, the tackled. end zone. No, they they pepper sprayed him, tased him, didn't shot him, Choked and handcuffed them, him.
4: Suffocated him. They
0: shot him 20 times and handcuffed him. Broke his spine. Right? They tackled Broke him. Broke his spine. They tackled oh. him. What yard line? Oh! Yeah, that's important.
5: What yard oh, line was it? Well, if, if he was uh, playing for Texas Tech, then it was not the end oh, zone. Oh, let's not talk about <laughs> oh. football for real. Come
0: on now. Come on now. Okay. all right. He's
5: shy of all right the end zone. So they then- tackle him, and he tells the police officer, she says, I effed up. I'm the one that killed your friend. Ooh, and then they shot him. And
4: then they roughed him up.
5: Maybe he was trying to get them to shoot him.
4: So he wanted to do they suicide still didn't by cop. shoot com- him. He wanted to do fight by cop, and they still didn't. So you mean tell me this guy wasn't
0: shot at all? He wasn't shot once. Doesn't sound like it. Black eye? Something?
4: You know what? The video shows that they gingerly carried him into another vehicle.
0: Now let me ask this. Okay, let's ask this. Let me ask it a different way here. Okay, so tell me about his parents. Hmm. Because something else is going on here. His
5: father is a former city councilman.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. now now I'm starting to understand. Okay. Okay. His mother
5: is a contributor for uh, some kind of... uh, She's like a food writer, food columnist, and has Houston written Chronicle. in a bunch of outlets like the Chronicle. Oh, the Houston
0: Chronicle? Uh-huh. Speaking And Dallas Houston. Morning
5: News? Some other gazettes and mm. periodicals like that. So and they owned a theater, a movie theater in Seguin. Oh, yeah. so there's somebody.
4: So people there know are. who they are.
0: Oh. They sure do now. Oh, sure. so that's what happened. Okay. Because,
4: you know, in Seguin, like, you people know who everybody everybody knows everybody small Mm -hmm. town small
0: town oh so that's how you do all that and not get shot (laughs) okay so
4: i had to buy like a movie theater and i had to be on city council and i had to do a bunch of stuff just to make sure that my son can get away with a bunch of crimes when he's older and i have to make sure he goes to texas tech because they don't have you
0: better get to work that's a that's uh, that's a lot of work now that's gonna be a parenting issue though i'm still stuck on that i think it's parenting i don't know about blaming the parents at this point why?
4: I think when Why? you're when you're like 16 or something
0: at what age should we not blame the parents
4: 16 I'm only saying that because my son's gonna be 16 in two weeks so, you so you're trying you're trying
0: me. to push off blame on someone else I
4: sure <laughs> am society Ugh.
0: no 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 he's with you a lot a lot of the time
4: yeah I know and you I do all
0: it. you do all the discipline I, I so at some do. point hey, we gotta blame the parents let me tell,
4: let me tell you something I tried to get him suspended in school last year when he got caught skipping in school. When I was there for a a, a meeting with the counselor, We're putting your stuff they on couldn't the find right him now. in <laughs> class, and I had to—he was skipping class—and I had to make the principals to suspend, put him in suspension. And you would have thought it was like. Okay. The hardest thing they've ever had to come to an agreement on, mm. and I'm sitting there as a parent saying, "Y'all better put him in suspension. Y'all better put. You better put him. What paper do I need to sign? Mm. Y'all wasted my time up here about this other thing, and you couldn't find him in class. So, children in public schools, I think kids in public schools do not understand there are consequences. Maybe it's worse. In but at school.
0: some point, we really got to blame. We got to look at the parents.
4: I don't know. I don't blame my parents for Was anything. Was he living I did in a dorm? There. I think so. I think I'm he was sure. living in a dorm. That's what I read. I don't yeah, cause
0: know. Because 19, probably living in a If he's living in a dorm. First
5: year at Tech, you have to live in the dorms. But after that, you can live okay. anywhere.
4: Well, I mean, he was 19. That could have been his first year. Could have been. He could have had an off year.
0: So Yeah, something's going on there. Go to yeah. Cabo. Because at, at, at some point, you got to look at parenting because you just can't.
4: I don't think at nineteen you look at parenting. Like
0: And your mother his mother knew something that's knew why something she, was called. So that's she called. So that's what I'm saying. So obviously there is a
4: there's a pattern of something that triggered her to call and warrant this this welfare check. Because that's not a normal thing. Like most most parents don't know you can have a welfare welfare check. Most people don't know you can have a welfare check on another person. Uh and if it's a relative, it makes sense. But if if you if you're a mom and you're so upset, you can't have a welfare someone's
0: care. Johnny Johnny C says. Well, did they at least pinch him?
4: No, they didn't. They may have pinched him on the cheeks and said, "Oh, thank God, you're still alive," because now we're gonna drive you in to the real I'm jail. Just,
0: I, I, honestly, I'm just I'm really shocked. I, I'll be honest with you, this is just, it's something that I just can't comprehend. You know how you you know all those but little d- steps. Can there. you
4: not comprehend it because it's cultural?
0: I don't, yeah, I just. I've never experienced anything like that before in my life. <laughs> Even at this age right here, you know, I get stopped right now and it's just like, oh yeah.
5: It's just after you've killed the police
0: officer. Even right now. <laughs> no matter what who you are. Right.
4: Except if you're white. I don't if
0: not If you're a white, no, team. I don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that level, but I'll say if you're not if you're like level. not a desirable, you're you know, you're you got too many tattoos. I would say
4: no, I think you could be white and have a thousand tattoos, and you, you think could. It's col- why do you think it's color? Related? I think you could. You could be white and have a thousand tattoos, and and you and you go through the same scenario, and you will still get away with it. Then, if you are an, an, a highly educated black man, what if it was a black professor from Texas Tech? Mm. You know what I'm saying, like
0: that this happened to you. that
4: this happened to. Okay, he would have been shot. What if he was? He was in a three piece. What, what do you suit say? Or.
0: Because you, cause you're, I look. I'm looking at your face. I'm you're like, "So, Olivia, Olivia." Good, good. I'm what, just saying. What do you say, Zach?
5: <laughs> I, I don't think it's that bad. What? Okay. As as a white man speaking, yeah. tell, white us, tell us,
4: white privilege. Tell us your white I opinion about my this white crime right. that is very widely handled. This is what we call whitestry. Okay. Good. The ahead. art of being white and getting away let, with it let,
0: let him talk. Go ahead, Zach. Well, it's Lubbock, you know. True. So it's just the country. That's just how they do it in the country. That's old yeah.
4: That's old. So it's,
0: it's Lubbock, you know, and it's, it's
4: football.
0: Do we know if the parents were donors also? Ooh, <gasps> Google. Google it. Stand by. <laughs> Hold on. Nothing's so coming up yet. Were,
4: somebody just said he wasn't in cuffs because of who his parents were. Nothing to do with race. Mm. I'm gonna have to say that's wrong. Why? Um. You know, they put kids in handcuffs in high school if they get in fights. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're minorities, if they're black. Is that, I mean, my son's sitting right there. Do they not handcuff kids? I have video. So so he's got video of, of minority children getting handcuffed inside of a high school for fighting.
5: Okay, now let's take a look uh, back in Austin. There was a stabber on UT campus. He walk, walked around not with true. a knife and stabbed people. Stabbed was he white or black? The, he was mm. black. Okay, he was black. After Uh-oh. he killed Give these that. people, oh, Zach's
0: going in. After he
5: killed these people,
4: how many people did he kill? When the
5: police found him, did they shoot him? Is that when they shot him? uh Oh,
4: they did rough him up. And you know what? They loaded him in the car. Didn't he stop? No, it? they didn't shoot him. He his had his, his Bowie knife still. He was still sheathed.
5: So sorry, our campus
0: we police are better at stopping so violent so cam- criminals than. Right. So <laughs>
4: campus police
0: are a little different.
4: They're different. Okay. So if you're gonna do something,
0: do it on a college campus.
4: Do it on a college
0: but i mean he, he's black that's, good. that's he's a good point he's black why that's, wasn't he
5: dead that, that's a good point right because when they he saw
4: wasn't dark black you know that <laughs> there's, <was> black <laughs> there's a de- that his I name actually, is kendrick's
5: oh oh you know what you know what it might be olivia his last name was white
4: well there you go.
5: <laughs> maybe that's what it was
4: are oh, the campus police right sensitive the campus police have more diversity training <laughs> Less diversity. I don't know. I'm confused now.
0: That's I'm back good. To that's one. a good point, though. The, the one at uh, UT. That's a good point because he wasn't shot. He survived. All right. What well, do you got to say about it? Right. Yeah, Ryan. Campus
5: police are different scenarios. They don't deal with violent situations as much. So
3: maybe they.
4: No, they go from rape to active shooter. Like their yeah. their scope of what they deal with is responding to rape or active
0: shooters. Oh, that's just like any other police department
4: this is on a campus where all these people pay all this money to send their children to and Texas tech, I'm going to guess is primarily So white. because
0: there's somebody. So you treat them a little differently. I think what I, you're I, saying. Of course, yeah. because yeah. their parents couldn't be somebody, right,
4: right. You don't know you because don't know they who. can
0: afford to go to school.
4: Right. Texas tech is a, is so it's a, a it's university
0: specific. thing. It's a, not just Texas tech. I mean, it's at also ACC, I,
4: I don't, I don't see anything like this happening at ACC. You get arrested for parking in a faculty parking spot at ACC. So, uh,
0: well, ACC police department, they're actually pretty good. They're, they actually, I like the way they handle a lot of different situations. ECU is like good. Yeah, I like the way ACC actually department. handles, you know, the campus carry and all that stuff. So they've actually impressed me. But but UT, so UT and Texas Tech, were saying, you know, because they're a university and because the the kids can afford to go to school there, their parents, you know, are someone, and that's why they're treated differently. That's why neither one of these individuals were shot.
4: I mean, I don't know. Didn't there I don't there know if
5: Kendrick's was... White had parents who were city council members.
4: Well, why are you looking at me? I told you because he is not dark black. <laughs> there that is a real <laughs> thing.
0: But what <laughs> I'm gonna say if in somebody... both these situations, it's both parenting. In the situation at UT, the stabbing, that was parenting issue. At Texas Tech, that's a parenting issue. His both situations that so both their parents both their parents knew something was wrong with him. When they interviewed the parents, That's true. The UT they interviewed are, the parents at UT, yep. they're like, the mother sat there and father. He had and been father, off his
4: meds, on his meds. They knew something yeah. was wrong
0: with him. The way they, you know, the things that they said. Do you said. think
4: parents should, because, you know, it's it's a violation that, like, you don't disclose your mental health record. Your parents know. but Mothers know. Should there be something to where the campus knows you're on meds? If no, you're, because you no, know schizo- so. schizophrenia is heightened in college. Like that's when people lose it. That's when they jump off buildings. They, you know, even you can call no, down the show. Now
0: you're into a slippery slope. No, no,
4: no. It's a it's a real thing. It's it's right. been studied. There's data on it. So if if college is what triggers people who are borderline already on the edge, and their parents send them to college, I don't think that's a good idea. Like again, that's if their you're par- talking about that's the their parents' decision. But it's a parenting issue. But somebody's paying for that college bill.
0: They're, that's a parent' decision. So
4: then it goes back to parenting. It so you're just to trying parenting. to hide mental health issues. Now, I'm not saying this kid has had a mental health issue. Because if he's just getting pulled over for some weed and he blows a cop's head off, that is a supremacy issue. That means you think you are, nothing will happen to you because you also stole the camera. And then what are you going
0: to do? Parenting. It all goes back to parenting.
4: That's, but who is coddled so much like that? It
0: always goes back to... Parenting. Parenting.
4: What ethnic racial group is coddled so much like that, that you think you're going to get away with
0: that? Honestly, I think it was the same situation at UT with the guy in UT. Same thing, parenting issue. His parents knew.
4: He was on medication. They, per- they so protected this, him this too much. This kid, that was a mental health issue. because but that at kid,
0: UT was that mental health issue?
4: That life? was a mental health issue. Mm. That's what I'm saying. There is a difference mm. when you're talking about mental health versus Supremacy and privilege.
0: Your mother asked for a welfare check. Obviously, there's some mental health going on there, too. This kid was crazy. At Texas Tech Who? University.
4: Texas Tech.
0: Or UT. Uh, Hollis Daniels.
5: Texas Tech. Texas
4: you Tech. think he was crazy.
5: You Why? have to be. You have to be you to shoot think, a police officer You don't officer think that's in affluenza? Head. Inside the police department. You don't
4: think that's Affluenza. <laughs> Are, did they make that a, a mental
5: Affluenza. health?
4: Affluenza. Is that labeled in the that DVM book yet? Affluenza.
5: You think he was uh, taught somehow that he could go?
4: Taught. I don't cap think a it's,
5: police officer.
4: I think he was taught. He was and taught then, that. Oh,
5: hey, I'm white. I can do this. I can kill a police officer. It'll Obviously, be fine.
4: someone let him think that. And so, we're, what Mike is saying, like. Well, maybe that's a parenting issue.
0: Okay, so Bob Baird says his mom had called Counseling Center at Tech concerned her son was suicidal. Also, he didn't get into Tech at first. He had to transition in from a program at South Plains College, his tutor said. So parenting. I think
4: Bob's still typing. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, you know, there's a lot going on there. and And, and the parents knew. Parents always. Mothers know.
4: Mothers, I, I mean, I do. I do think mothers know. Like, if if my son was in a situation, I'm stuck
0: on that, and I'm not going to get off of it, no matter how people want me to. You know, it's, you know, something. Else, but yeah. what do
4: you, what do you, what do you recommend parents? So of, of if they thought he was suicidal, health.
0: then that goes, that goes back to mental health as well for Texas. So Tech.
4: should he be allowed to go to college? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, being but, suicidal.
0: Well, something was wrong. Something's going on there. If a person's depressed, do you want to exclude them from a life in society? Where does that lead? Hmm. No, you should not.
4: But, but you can't make somebody take medication as a parent, not after they're 18.
0: But as a parent, you can not pay for their college and bring them back. That's home.
4: what I'm saying. Like
0: you can bring them back home and, and, and you can send so maybe them. Maybe
4: parents don't want to deal with their children and they send them off to college. So which, call, is which college is a new to, daycare,
0: which goes back to parenting.
4: I'm, I'm You're saying, just trying to
0: get off the fact no, that it's no, your no. responsibility. I'm it's saying, your fault as a mother that you, if you raise a child that does something wrong, it's going to be your fault, Olivia.
4: Oh, no, I will piss but <laughs> I'm just saying, what race is more coddling of their children that they think it's okay to send them off to college, being suicidal, having mental health issues, and not stopping them?
0: If he does something wrong, it's going to be your fault.
4: He has done something wrong. You know what? I mean, he's
0: a good child. Milo a is, good a good kid. Kid. is a good, good kid. You're a good
4: kid, Milo. But yeah. I mean, sometimes he acts up and sometimes, you know what? I can there when your kid is like,
0: but if you do something wrong, I will turn on you on the dime. You
4: can. And I'll be like, <laughs> I did what I can. You know, there's two opposing forces, because I think one of the first things I asked you was, does he live with both parents or both parents together? Because in our situation, we mm-hmm. have two totally separate rules. One parent is has. One you think that
0: role. you think that's a factor if you have uh, two different. One parent's inside the house and one parent's not. You think that's a factor.
4: I think if if your child has to go back and forth and has two sets of rules. I mean, we're experiencing mm. this right now. I'm okay. obviously you know uh the the person who hands over the discipline, which has never been fair, but that's just that's just the hand we're
0: dealt. Because you're the mean mom.
4: I'm the mean mom. But also because I don't want my kid going to Texas Tech thinking he could pop off a police officer. Mm. I don't care if you go to call Y'all, my son is in the room. See, and I'm about to take this <laughs> shoe off. Look, like, you think I'm playing. I'm going to take this shoe off and hit him from here and he will get his head in, <laughs> and I won't even take him to the hospital. I'll make him go home and super glue that.
3: that
4: that's the problem is that parents... I mean, and it has happened to us. I mean, you know, there there are counselors, that, and they're like, "Well, you you yell at him." I'm Latina. This is my inside voice. In case I don't need this microphone, no, you this just is talk my, loud. You I talk you, loud. This is not. Your this yelling. is not. I have not yelled in probably ten years. But you know, to certain counselors who are do do who do not have cultural experience, they might th- see this as aggressive and abusive or whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, I got my son's back, so, unless he kills a police officer.
0: So yeah, we so, we. How do we get to the point where we, we're we not raising the uh, the next shooter? So what are you doing so, you know, we don't look down the road and say, oh, man, you know, you raised, you're that mother, you're that father that raised a I shooter. I mean,
4: I don't think parents really know how to discipline their children anymore. Uh, you know, I took my son's phone away from him because of some things that he got in trouble with at school. And his dad bought him a phone. Mm. So, you know, you can't control...
3: If the you come other parent from does. Son,
4: yeah, you can't control what the other parent does, and so it's always going to be a fight. You know, I always feel like I'm fighting for my son's life because he's a triple minority. So I I have to do the the mean parts, and maybe you know, and you hope when he's like 25 or something, he's going to look back and be like, okay, thank you. Yeah, you're. You know, my dad was really strict with me. I had to go live with my dad because I got in a lot of trouble. My dad was super strict with me, but he gave me a lot of responsibilities, and he he. Taught me how to trust myself to not mess up, and I think a lot of parents don't do that for their kids. Right, and they let the schools raise their kids, and they mm. let they let TVs and they, they let cell phones and stuff raise their kids, and and people just don't know how to interact with their children. All
0: right, so online, I got James says, or are you blaming white folks raising their kids wrong? Yes. Why? How can you say that? What? How can we say that? How
4: can we not say that?
0: Not the we can't blame the entire race. I, I am. <clears throat> how. I just did that. There's no justification behind that. Give me something that backs that up.
4: Do you know how, how many minority, how many black parents, you know, have not whooped their children? I don't know. For talking back, saying something, you turn around and look at Milo when he says something wrong in your car. You, I've never, I've never had any, and I, I have like three white friends and um, they've never looked at Milo. If he has said something or talked back, But if their kids talk back, I'll say something. I'm gonna say
0: I think it's more of a class issue, not a race issue. It's a class thing. So you have certain class of people that were disciplining their kids. So you know, in my family, everyone I know, I and I grew up in a in a majority white school. Everyone that I know, they discipline their kids. In your family. And out, in outside my family at in my school. school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You See, know, but then if you're if it was a different class, then then that's a, maybe that's a totally. different I mean, thing. I went to high school at
4: and those kids, the, more of the students at Bowie had cars than the teachers did. And it was a culture shock for me because I went to school in South Dallas. So it was I didn't understand it. And I had a complete culture shock when we moved here. So, Zach, did your parents whoop your butt when you were little?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, Zach was always beat. I wasn't what? exactly a role model child.
4: But you, but you got in trouble. Your parents disciplined you. They did uh-huh. Uh-huh. spankings
5: with a Wait. belt. Oh, I, I got to take the Fifth Amendment. Oh yeah, I'm
0: going to take the Fifth now. Uh, Ryan, me, Ryan, were you were you disciplined? disciplined at all? The belt was the nice thing, so it was you, over quick. See, if not, over it was quick.
4: lots
5: of labor: pick up rocks and buckets and carry that around.
4: And where and did you grow
5: Boston? up? Austin.
4: You grew up in Austin. Let's see, oh see
5: hard work
0: she'll set you free <laughs> right
4: <laughs> and, you know what you can ask milo milo do so, you think i'm a strict parent oh yeah.
0: do you, are you disciplined oh yeah yeah
4: how are you disciplined everyone uh,
0: everyone who i meet even if they're a year older than yeah i'm them, I sorry call them ma'am or sir it's just
4: yep. it's, it's
3: instinct
4: so he thinks discipline is me making him call people you're older ha- older than him ma'am or sir
5: that's discipline so you don't really discipline him then? That's what he
4: thinks, and he said he, that's why I'm strict because I make him call people ma'am or sir. That's just instinct now. Because his friends don't have to do that, so why does he have to do that?
0: How good are you at dodging shoes by now?
4: Oh, he could dodge shoes like so quick. He's got skills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got skills.
0: I mean, that's you know you learn that when you're yeah absolutely. Did, did you think
4: that? taking away your phone that was that was the end of the world, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: That's excessive. So taking up the taking the it's just a nuisance or it's not excessive it's taking, not taking the phone name. away. You said, "Taking the phones a nuisance." I it I understand
4: right. where she was coming from, but
3: it's
4: a nuisance. Oh, but but I love you. Yum, 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 yum. All right. And then I bought you a stress bath bomb, and you got to take a bubble bath. It was so yeah, awesome. From Moni Skincare, shameless plug. I did. All right, we don't want to talk? We
0: don't want to talk about We're that. We want to talk about <laughs> him being in the dumpster yeah, too. It's to <laughs> <about laughs> that. a different
4: story.
5: Before yeah, we run out of time, we can't forget to uh, talk about the Texas Democratic Party.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, because the Texas Democratic Party came out, right, and they were saying this shooting that happened at Texas Tech at Lubbock, they were actually blaming the shooting on campus carry.
5: Yeah, whenever there's any kind of shooting, then
0: basically they don't
5: want to let it go to waste.
0: Yeah, (laughs) No good tragedy can go to waste. As a matter of fact, well, you know, so let me read this, uh, because we got to get this in here. And this is for students for concealed carry on campus. I don't think I have enough time to say it all, Uh, but... Their statement was, before the smoke had cleared on Monday's tragic shooting, death of a campus police officer at Texas Tech University, opponents of campus carry flooded the Internet with social media posts and press release blaming Texas's 14-month-old law allowing licensed-to-carry holders to carry concealed handguns on Texas college campuses. All available evidence suggested that Hollis Daniels, nicknamed Reed, the 19-year-old shooting suspect with a history of run-ins with the law was ineligible to hold a Texas-recognized LTC and was committing a felony by possessing a handgun on the Texas Tech campus. Furthermore, there is no evidence that Texas campus carry law impeded first responders or otherwise exacerbated this tragedy. However, despite these facts, groups ranging from the Texas Association of College Teachers... Uh, to the Democratic Party of the Texas made uh, – they all made statements blaming Texas campus carry law in individuals ranging from Texas Representative Joe Moody, a Democrat out of El Paso, came out and, and actually did several uh, tweets about this. Uh, the, and to the Talon, editor Sophia Tesfaye pointed to the shooting as a failure of campus carry. So everyone was blaming this on Campus Carry. As the fact came to light, the statement of blame faded and Texas Democrats apologized for jumping to conclusions. What? Yeah, they actually came out and apologized. And oh. and however, Campus Carry opponents, most notably tact tact Texas Association of School Teachers or something like that, continued to assert that Campus Carry failed at Texas Tech and which it did not. This had nothing to do with campus carry at all. They'll whatsoever. say
5: anything they want just to
0: try and push gun because
4: Because people know how old you have to be to, like, carry, right, on campus? Right. So, you, know yeah, that?
0: in order to purchase a handgun, you got to be 21 years of age, okay, so you like, know, and then to, yeah. you know, possess. I mean, you can have it at 18, A handgun. You can get it as a private sale as a gift. That's a whole another story. All right. So, but, man, all right, well, that's it. Thank you guys for coming out today. Thanks, Mike. Whoop. As always, <laughs> more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill.
3: I'll take my life.